Hey, you crazy guys. Thanks for coming back and listening to the podcast. If you are listening to this for the first time, welcome to the Scott Bribble Podcast. What's this podcast about? It's about people and things that interest me. And it could be somebody that you've never heard of. It could maybe, hopefully someday, it's somebody you have heard of. But I just like to sit down and have face-to-face conversations with people, record those, and put them out. So hopefully you find it something that you enjoy. If so, feel free to, to subscribe. Uh, leave me a comment. Leave me a review. Leave a good review. Don't leave a bad review. And um, if you can't find this in the podcast service that you subscribe to, leave me a message somewhere or get a message to me somehow and say, hey, this is the podcast service I subscribe to. I will do the research and get this listed on there. Also, if there's somebody or something that you think that you would like to hear a conversation with, let me know. So what's coming up? Well, this Saturday, I'm sitting down with a guy named uh, Corbin Payne. Corbin is an attorney out of Knoxville, Tennessee. He and I are going to meet in Madisonville, and we're going to do a podcast. He has a uh, website called The Sue Chef. I think it's on Facebook also. And on there, it's basically just a blog of the funny things that he runs into as a defense attorney. He's also writing a book, so we're going to talk about that creative writing process that's going on there. Halloween's coming up, so I'm trying to uh, do a schedule to bring Angela Wilson back. Angela Wilson was the druid that I had on a few episodes back. We're going to talk about Halloween and the significance in her faith and her religion and what all that entails. And then we're going to be sitting down with Dr. Sarah Philpot. Dr. Sarah Philpot just released a devotional for women experiencing pregnancy loss. Uh, it's a, I think it's a 31-day devotional. It's actually a book that I have gifted, and it's a book that I highly recommend. So you're going to want to tune in for that episode as well. You'll be able to find it, especially if you subscribe. It'll just pop up. It'll be there. Yesterday, I sat down with Lauren Griffith True. Lauren Griffith True and I went to high school together. Hadn't seen each other in over 30 years until this summer. When she finally moved back to Athens, her husband had retired. Her and her husband and daughters moved back, and we run into each other at Sounds of Summer. That's the uh, local concert series that takes place down at the park. And we just got connected again, started talking, lots of hugs and a few laughs. And then the other day, I just messaged her over Messenger and said, hey, let's sit down, let's chat. She's like, okay. So we did that. It was great catching up with her, and I hope this is something that you thoroughly enjoy. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, tell your friends about it, and ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Lauren Griffith True. I do. I think that that is your ploy. I ha- I do have mm-hmm. ploys. Uh, yeah. So what I did wrong mm-hmm. was uh, I had it going off the laptop's microphone oh. and not off this. So it was perfectly loud enough. It was. <laughs> it's just. A t- <laughs> we just couldn't hear. I was it. using the wrong microphone. It's it wasn't okay. recording. It's okay. Lauren Griffith True is on the podcast. It's been thirty years. Just a minute. It's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. You look great. Thanks. You, you look, look great. great. You We're having well. our own mini 30-year reunion here. Did you go? I did not get to go because <laughs> I was out of town. Who were you? And you were out of town. I was out of town. Yeah, I was in Nashville taking Scott to the airport. He had an early morning flight the next day. Oh, got it. So you're just like, I finally lived close enough that I could have gone, 
and didn't get to make it. Did you ever go to any of them? I think I think I went to our tenure. Oh. Well, you should know, or were you just that? Well, was it that good of a reunion? No, I just mean <laughs> I just mean I have memory issues. <laughs> Time for some ginkgo colobo or whatever. Apparently, it is. yeah. I do. Do you ever do you take any supplements? Uh, I do not. I take a uh, uh, not regularly. Well, I take vitamin D somewhat regularly. Um, yeah, I should do that. Yeah, I found out in the Northwest when I lived there that I need to do. I was on a therapist couch, huh. and um, which I recommend therapy for anybody, I not agree. couples therapy. I agree. Do not do couples <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Don't recommend that one. But uh, personal therapy, I think, is a great idea. It is a great idea. Um, the what was the thing about? Uh, so anyway, something about your supplements. Yeah, in the Northwest. He, yeah, and like a sunshine, and so he says, "Go get your blood checked." Yeah. I do, and I'm critically low on vitamin D to the point they put me like on this emergency uh, prescription dosage to get me back up to speed. And then uh, a few months later, we end up in Arizona on a trip for Mother's Day weekend. And some stuff went on the night before. My kids asked their mom, hey, what's wrong with dad? She's like, what do you mean? Well, if that would have happened in the Northwest, they'd have got mad. And she said, this is your dad on sunshine. <laughs> Dad on Sunshine was a little cooler, a little more fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that in front of you. Oh. <laughs> I got to tell you all day. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get just right with the sunshine <laughs> and the table. Right. All right, here we go. So now we're at the beanery in downtown Athens. I got Lauren with me. We've been, we talked about doing this a while back. Not really. Just over Messenger. Um, just over Messenger. No. Mm-hmm. So after high school, you go to UT? I did. Mm-hmm. And that's where you got your degrees or? Got my degrees there in elementary education. Wow. And then yeah. when did you get married? Um, then got married right out of college, um, early 1992. Um, and then Scott and I just set off on a big adventure. It was a kinda, big adventure. Well, we kind of have been moving around ever since 1992. So he but, finally retires. Yeah. He did. He retired in March, and we moved back to McMinn County. Without letting me know. Well, without letting anybody know, I call it living underwater. <laughs> Every time that we move, it feels like I'm living underwater. Like things are just happening around me. And then one day I come to the surface and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> I can interact with the world. <laughs> yeah. So because I had been told that you were back. And I was like, ah, that old man's crazy. She's he not back. He didn't know what he's talking about. He didn't know what he's talking about. Well, he did, actually. He did. And, uh. And then we're, I'm at Sounds of Summer, mm-hmm. and your dad comes up to me, which I thought I recognized him, and he introduced yeah, himself he to me. looks like me with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts talking to me. He says, what's your name? And I told him. So he tells me his name, and I'm looking at him real weird, like, as in Lauren's dad? <laughs> And right as I'm about to say that, no, I think I actually said that. I think you did. And, and I he points behind out. me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my God. Yep, that was fun. So how long has he been playing music? Always, and I just never knew? My it. dad, um, he he's played different instruments while I was growing up. He used to play the guitar some, and he just likes to learn new things. And so the harmonica is his thing right now. Uh, so And he tags along with September songs sometimes. Where are they going to be at next, you know? have no clue. Mm-mm. 
No, I know the uh, mending wall. Yeah, is going to be. He only does it every once in a while. Well, mending wall is going to be in Cleveland this weekend, and I think Fresh Mind is going to be. Cleveland's having the Apple Festival. Oh, okay. So, if you like apples. No, you're busy this weekend, though. I am very busy this weekend. Tell the folks about it. It was something awesome. So this weekend, um, it actually starts, today is Wednesday, right? Correct. (laughs) It is. It it actually starts tomorrow on Thursday. There's a world premiere original production. World premiere. I like how you do that. Yeah, world premiere. But it's really, really cool and it's just exciting um jan burleson has put it all together she just collected letters and journal writings from people all over mcmahon county or even just people that are related Mm -hmm. to um, people from athens or anywhere around mcmahon county and she compiled it into just this beautiful story of different letters that talk about family history there's some letters from war written Mm -hmm. home by soldiers Love letters. Aww. Just just a lot of really exciting things that have been fun to watch it come together. Now, Ann Hitchcock Boyd, uh, mm-hmm. she, uh, she, I think she shared it on Facebook. Did she? I originally yeah, saw it. there are two letters from her family, two stories from her family that are in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I met her two years ago, shortly after I first got back to Athens. I started doing that uh, 365 Things right, video yeah. thing. I watched it. Did you? When I didn't live in Athens. <laughs> now you need to do some more of them. I now do. that I live here <laughs> and I can find out what to do. Well, you know what to do. I You're know out and a about lot doing of what to stuff. Do. Yeah. Well, and that's why I started it was because everybody was like, there's nothing to do in Athens. There's tons of stuff to do in there's Athens. There's a lot more than when there we is. left. There is. Yep. So, uh, I mean, we can't go cruising anymore, but they banned that. They did. They did. But I think that's okay. I don't. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Me and Steve Black and Ricky Seaton and all of them we used to go out there. McDonald's. McDonald's One parking lot. After another. Cool run. Was that Kmart at the time? That was Kmart. Mm-hmm. That was Kmart. Mm-hmm. But she posted it, and I interviewed her for that Beth Salem uh, reunion. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, I didn't even know that church existed. I didn't know the story behind that church. I didn't know anything about it. And somebody told me, and I thought, I've got to know more. So, oh, cool. Yeah, and her family is one of the founding members of it. So, Do you ever write letters? Um, I do. Do I you really? To, I love to write letters, mm-hmm. and I love to get letters. Do you do cursive? I think I do a mixture. Okay. Like, I'll start in cursive, and then it turns into printing. Maybe then it goes back to cursive. But Do you save copies of the letters? I don't think I do. I started doing that. No. I save letters that I get, but I don't save copies of letters that I write. Try doing that. It's, it's a great thing to archive. Yeah. I mean, I, in all our moves, it's like I still have I just boxes go with me. I'm like, oh, I can't throw that away. Right. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was, I wish I had the letters I received when I was overseas. I know I kept them, and I had them for a few years, and they may be in my I Love Me box, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'll have to go check. But my, uh, my mom kept all the letters that I wrote home. So That's what I was going to ask, if your mom kept them. Yeah. She kept the ones I wrote home. Yeah. yeah. So in this play, there are several little segments of letters that soldiers have written home, and it's just, it's really special to hear and, you know, 
to their mom and dad or whether it was a girlfriend or wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, um, I learned something from that experience going back and reading those letters because mm-hmm. it's, what, almost 30 years removed and um, stories that I had remembered in my head and I had told didn't happen or they didn't happen like I had remembered and told them. When I go back and I read the letter, and I had a, there's like one or two letters that I actually wrote uh, about a couple of events that I've told all these years. And what I wrote in the letter is completely different. Than how you remember it? Than how I remember it. Isn't that weird? That is weird. That's. But, I mean, that's our memory, you know. Your memory lies to you. It, it does. Mm-hmm. It lies to you. And, and you can remember things really vividly, but then talk to someone else that you're just sure was there and maybe they were but they have a different memory of it right well that happened at the 25 year reunion oh yeah uh not the high school the the marine corps unit they all got together for 25 years and we're all sitting around you know telling old war stories Mm -hmm. i guess and i'm like no i thought that was me that did that (laughs) Or no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. What are you right. talking about? I mean, I wished it was me. It was a funny story, but yeah. I don't remember it. And they're like, oh, yeah. My brother's the same way, though. He'll say, oh, you remember in high school when we blah, blah. No, I have no memory of it. My sister has an incredible memory, so I just kind of defer to her. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's where we get, That's where we were going. I do the vitamin D. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, we were talking about vitamin D. I do the vitamin D for the, for the help me with the seasonal affective disorder. And now that the sun's going down sooner, I'm having to take it more often. Uh, B12, because I'm just, mm-hmm. everybody's low on B12, I think. And there's a supplement called Lion's Mane. It's a mushroom supplement. And uh, it's supposed to help with cognitive brain mm. memory and things like that. And I've That's noticed good. a little bit of an enhancement. Because uh, when I first started taking it, where I worked, you'd come in and buy something, and I'd have to punch in these numbers. Not buy it, but you're getting it from the factory, and I have to punch in these numbers. Okay, what'd you get? And all this other stuff. So it gets billed to the right department. And I'd have to ask you four or five times, because you might be buying four or five items. I'd have to ask you again, okay, what's this, what's this, what's this? Then it got to where after I started taking this, I'm just remembering what you said. I'm not having to ask. So it works. Oh. Lions. It- Maine? Yeah. M A N E. It's uh, the company, and they're, they're not an advertiser here. Nobody is. Uh, <laughs> the company's name is Host Defense. Oh, I was like, are we not going to say the company's name? <laughs> That's what, not the one I work at. We're not. But uh, <laughs> uh, Host Defense is the company that puts it out. Uh, Peter Shamus, Shamus, he's a leading mushroomologist or whatever, fungiologist or whatever you call him. He's real big into psilocybin and magic mushrooms, which I've never tried yet, but we'll see. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So where all have you lived? Because I have not lived on the West Coast. Is that why I don't know what you're talking about? (laughs) I don't know. You've never lived on the West Coast? No. We, the furthest West we got to live was Oklahoma. Mm. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. So when were you there? Uh, When... See, you're going to ask me questions that require memory. We were there from uh, December 2012 to March of 2016. Okay, so you weren't there during the bombing? No. Okay. No. okay. We lived in Georgia then. Okay. But then when we moved to Oklahoma, I met all these friends that had 
just really vivid memories of it because they were there then. And Scott worked closely with people that were in that building. Right. I, that's, it's crazy to think back that that happened so long ago. I mean, we, we have a, we've been through a lot as a nation. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like people totally forget about the Oklahoma right. City bombing. Yeah. And all the conspiracy. Could you imagine if that had happened today? I mean, I remember the conspiracy theories then. And we didn't have social media. That's true. Yeah. I couldn't imagine the conspiracy theories now. I'm but. sure. I'm sure, people still talk about it. Mm-hmm. How so many girls? That was one of our stops. Um, we have two girls. Oh, I guess they're adults, but they're still our girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still call mine kids. Yeah, they're they're my kids. Yeah. And they're both in town. Emma's in uh, town. Emma is in town. She um, is at UTC, so she's here in town. And then Bess lives in Mississippi. That's right. Doing the ballet thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, yeah. see, I did remember something. Yeah. You your lion's mane is working yeah <laughs> she um is with a professional christian ballet company lives in mississippi so i don't remember much ballet here in mcmahon county with us growing up how did they get into ballet well they both started ballet when they were three when we lived in maryland uh-huh let's see how many states i can work into this <laughs> yeah i'm waiting for it <laughs> yeah we've almost got we've almost hit all of them now not quite yet um they just I don't know, it looked fun, and they both wanted to start, and they took ballet with their friends, and we spent a lot of time at ballet studios. That had to be fun. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. I fun. loved it. Well, every time you post something on Facebook, I'd be like, she is having the time of her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She being you. Me. Yeah. 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 I Living vicariously or whatever. Yep. I guess mm-hmm. that's the word. I guess so, but I did. I loved that. Mm-hmm. What was the favorite stage? Is it just watch them start out, or is it like... All of a sudden, now they're actually they're, they're oh, doing with, this with ballet. Yeah, um, every single one of them. Because when they're little, their tights are baggy around their ankles. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, hey, now they can do steps. Oh, hey, now they remember a whole dance." And it's just, I still love watching them. So, uh, so best continued in it um mm-hmm. is emma still doing it or has she still got interest in it i mean what's um no she'll tell you she retired she retired she was 16 mm-hmm. okay yeah. once she retires just well we actually moved no. that, was, <laughs> that was one of our moves <laughs> that was the move from maryland to oklahoma and um so you were in maryland hard. for a while it's hard to move when you're in high school I never in the did it. Of the year yeah i mean i didn't do it either yeah. i grew up here and i didn't move until we got married got married mm-hmm. yeah moved to nashville and then just kept going but yeah but it was you know it was a good thing she's got her own interests now so what's her interest so she is um she's a really talented photographer i love to see her just artistic eye with her photography and um she's doing a new thing and is in this play with me this weekend so that's been super fun to share with you're her. narrating and she's reading a letter mm-hmm. you said she's um doing a letter from someone way back in the true family 1886 so how long has your family been here well this is scott's family oh and i'm sorry that's okay and uh really long time like, Did they, were they part of the store? They that are part of the store. About? Yes, that's actually part of what I get to talk about. But like 1836 is when they bought the land that is still the farm now. 
and yeah, that store was run by his grandparents for a really long time. They still own the store? Um, they do still own the store. It's not open right no. now, but um, it's a treasure. Yeah, I, 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 I drive by it and I think, I wonder if he was to go in there, if you're just opening up a uh, time capsule, if they've just left it stuff. Is, like there is some stuff still in there. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's what they said Riddle and Wallace over here was like. Uh, oh, they said they, the old soda fountain yeah. counter is still there. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody's bought it. No, 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 no. Somebody bought the one next, next to it. Next to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Becky hasn't sold uh, Wallace, mm-hmm. I think is her name. She has, she's not sold that yet. I think yeah. she's waiting on a really big amount of money. John Blaine. Are you going to get it? Yeah, I'll write yeah. a check this okay. afternoon. Cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll need security. Yeah, Can you I walk love with? those old. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the one to do that. <laughs> you yeah. love those what? I just love those old buildings like that and the stories that come out of them. And I love to hear people tell stories about the store. Oh, about True Store? The True Store. See, and I never, I don't know when it closed. I don't ever remember going there. Um, it closed in 96. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had no clue. Which does not seem like that long ago, but. No, it's not that long ago. My son, well, it was 22 years ago. My son was born then, but. Right, that's when Emma was born, too. That's oh. why I remembered it. What, what month? <laughs> uh, she's November. Oh, he's April. Okay. He's April. Yeah. Um, the, um, what was I going to say? My dad remembers going there and he said you can get like it's like a, a I guess in the sense of true general store mm-hmm. you can get like handles and for your hose and all of those stuff I'm like, you can really? get all kinds of things which actually is part of um, the story I get to tell in the play this weekend you want to tell it now? all kinds of things little preview you can get hoop cheese and harness guns and gingham <laughs> baloney plows all kinds of things Plows. Plows. Thrashing machines. It's, uh, I guess I'm surprised in one sense, because that, that road that it's on, I, I just call it Bullwater Road. That's all I ever call it, too. Right. Uh, it probably has a number. Or but I can't an keep the number name. straight. I can't I think either. it's just Bowater Road. Let's just go with that. That's what everybody knows it as. There's so much traffic up and down through there. I can't believe there's not more commercial type businesses. Right. Mm-hmm. But. But I'm like you. I live out there off of, uh, well, if you take Bowater Road, I think that's 750. Is that Landfill Road that runs into it? I think so. Well, if you're coming from True Store and you go up there, that four-way intersection. Yeah, I think it, it's, I think it has a seven in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I live off one of those roads out through there. Okay. But I'll talk to these people that grew up. Well, I grew up here, but I grew up over here on next to, well, it's now Veterans Park. That's where I grew oh, up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you grew up over there across the hospital, right? Right. I don't know these county roads. <laughs> I don't know them either. I'm like, you turn left by this landmark. Like, I don't know any of the numbers. Well, it was funny. My son moved down here for like three or four months when I first moved down. Mm-hmm. And um, mom was trying to tell him how to get someplace. And uh, she says, well, you know where that church is? He goes, Mama, do you know how many churches there are in this county? <laughs> Be more specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know churches yeah. are on that road? <laughs> I need very specific landmarks. Well, That's how I give directions and how I best take them. That or an address. Give me so an address. So that I can put it in my phone? Right. Okay. Right, because I came down here when Rob Fair got married. 
I flew down to do the wedding for him and Kim. Yep. And um, I was staying at Steve Black's house. Well, between my time in Knoxville, I was hanging out at Steve Black's house, and I finally decided after being in town two or three days, I should probably go see my brother, right? Might be the not-so-jerky no. thing to do. <laughs> go see your brother. So I call him up. I'm like, dude, I want to come by and visit. What's your address? Oh, he starts giving me directions. Well, you go down, blah, blah. No, no, I just want your address. So he starts giving me landmarks. I just want to... <laughs> Just give me your address. <laughs> so he finally got it. I plugged it in. I got there. But I can't believe you don't know where I live. Well, I haven't been here for 15 years, right. dummy. Well, I don't remember Had he moved? No. No. <laughs> he just forgot. Just... Well, when we would come back and visit, I would always have to sit for a minute in the car and think, wait, which way do I turn to go up to Depot Hill? And it's not that big a town. But I would forget. Yeah. Well, you know, um, when I was over in Etowah, I was talking to the guy over there at the chamber. Etowah is the only planned city in McMinn County. Oh, really? Yeah, Athens wasn't planned. That's why you got all these roads. That, that there, there's not a, it's, it's, it's not a, like a grid. You know, like in most major, right. metropolitan cities, there's a block and oh, grid. Oh, that's my favorite. That was the best part of Tulsa. Everything was just all a grid, and the streets were alphabetical. Right. So you knew where you were going. Right. You knew if you were going north or south, because mm-hmm. this road only went north or south. Right, yeah. You knew if you are going east or west. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not here in Athens. <laughs> you know. So it just kind of grew up? It just kind of grew up, and obviously they planned the square. I mean, yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah. But after that, I mean, you look at the other roads. I mean, you get off the square, and it just... It's, it's, I guess they were chasing a snake with a bulldozer. <laughs> now I'm going to have to pay attention to that. <laughs> But was Etowah planned because of the... The depot. Depot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and the depot wasn't originally planned to go there. Uh, maybe I should bring Durant on. We can talk about a lot of this. Uh, they looked at wanting to take it to Inglewood, but the textile mills there didn't want to compete for jobs. Oh, okay. So Inglewood was like, no, you can't come in here, which Inglewood's its own sort of mess. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> but... Uh, so then they looked down closer to the Hiwassee, and that guy wanted too much money for the land. So they settled on Etowah, and uh, Etowah, that was a swamp right there where they were at. You want to oh, move? it was? Nope, I'm good. I'm uh, just going it's, to, it's moving. Slowly. The sun is slowly moving. I'm just really happy to see sunshine, so this is okay. Right. Um, so that was a uh, swamp there, so the railroad had to come in and drain that swamp, and hmm. then they... Within two years, that set of buildings, those, I guess those two or three blocks right across from the depot, were built. So that's how old they are. And that's why uh, it's, it's a catch-22. Everybody wants to preserve them, back to what you were saying about the right. love of old buildings. Right. Mm-hmm. But the amount of money and cost it is and to preserve them is unreal. Because now you got Now you got environmental hazards that we didn't think of when those were built. Things like asbestos. I was just going to say, are we talking about asbestos? Yeah. <laughs> there could be that. There could be... Lead paint. Lead paint. There's mm-hmm. definitely lead paint. And so on one hand, you're like, well, let's just tear them down and build... Because there's yeah. a lot of traffic on 411. There is, yeah. But there's hardly no businesses there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Oh, well. So um, let's see, let's see. Maryland, Georgia, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Alabama. Alabama. 
We did a, almost two years in Alabama when the girls were in elementary school. Yeah. I loved it. I just, I loved every place. Did you really? Mm-hmm, I did. Anytime uh, people ask me which was my favorite one, I can't pick a favorite because I just, like, the moving part is hard. It's hard to say goodbye to right. the friends that you have where you are and then just the unfamiliarity of new towns and all that, but I would fall in love with the people and each place. So you move to a new place. What's the first thing you do to maybe start settling in, to meet people, to get involved? So, well, when the girls were little, it was a lot easier because the first thing is you find their school uh-huh. and you meet the other moms in the carpool line or at the bus stop and that kind of stuff. Um, and then as they grew up, one of the first things that I would do is find, um, have you ever heard of Bible Study Fellowship? It's called BSF. I have not. You have not. Well, it's an international Bible study. And so they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that would be, I would seek out that class and go to those classes so each time we would move. That's a great idea because now you found something you got in common. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So is this like a subscription type thing where they're mailing you these Bible studies and you no, guys just get together and meet? No, you go to or? it. You go to a class. and um, like. Is it a denominational thing? It's not. It's non-denominational and they just meet... Uh, they have classes. They have day classes for women, and you can bring your preschool children. So that's when I started going when the girls were little. And then um, they have night classes for women and men. They okay. are, um, and then you just you do the study on your own. Like, they provide it for you. And then so you do that personal study during the week, and then you come together and have a group discussion time and then a lecture from your teaching leader each week. A lecture? Mm-hmm. A.K.A. a sermon? Or? Well, we always called it a lecture. A lecture. Because, <laughs> because they're not ordained or anything like that. They're just oh, teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Yeah. I, I, that's one thing I do miss about being in the ministry was the, uh, the teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss that. But yeah. I'm getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoyed working with the children's program for BSF. Yeah. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love those well, as an elementary kindergarten school teacher, I mean, you've just got a love for mm-hmm. little kids. Little ones. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was always involved with the nursery while my kids were in the nursery. So the preschool programs, when my kids right. were in there, mm-hmm. I was involved. When my kids were out, I got out. <laughs> You felt like you graduated from that stage? We graduated yeah. together. <laughs> that was me. You just keep moving up. Mm-hmm. And I plan to do that because uh, I'm getting to the age where I could be having potentially grandchildren at some right. point. Uh, yeah, we could. My plan is if there's a, a woman in the room, they can change the diaper. <laughs> Isn't that sexist of you? That is super sexist of you. <laughs> Well, but you know, most women I know when you're when they're around a baby, and oh, I'll change it. You know, they they want to go in and do stuff like that. Me, I'm like, hey, it's my grandkid. I'll do it unless I have another option. <laughs> if I have another option, you have another option. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Be grandma. <laughs> Be great grandma. Oh. Yeah, no, that is sexist yeah. of me, but it is. But did you did you ever listen to Joe Rogan? I don't. He's got a funny bit about. Um, he found out how, that he was a sexist. How and, he discovered it? Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's sexist toward men. Oh, okay. And he said, like, when the Harvey Weinstein thing came out, mm-hmm. it just talks about how horrible this guy is. He said, but if I'd have read about this story about Helvina Weinstein and some guy was wanting to get a role with Batman, I'd be like, dude, you're going to be Batman. <laughs> he said, I, don't, I wouldn't care as much. He said, but when it's a man with a woman, I, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a woman... But it's a funny uh, bit he does. He does it well. It's obviously it's his bit. He does it a lot better than me. But um, message Craig. You did. I did. Is he gonna call in? No, he said he's not feeling well. Aww. I told him to rub some dirt on it. <laughs> but uh, no, I did tell him. I and that I didn't tell him who was so gonna be fun. on. You there. didn't tell him. No, no, no. I told him. I said, "Look." I I'm, was thinking about that this morning. I was like, "I wonder if we're gonna get to talk to him." It's gonna feel like the back of the van on those well, forensic what I, trips, right? <laughs> what I was gonna do was I was gonna. I, I messaged him. I said, "Look, I'm doing a podcast on Wednesday. Uh, I got uh, a friend from our past going to be on there, and I want to call you and play. This is your life, and see how oh, long it you takes were you to make him guess." <laughs> See how long it takes you to guess who it is. He's like, that sounds actually really, really fun. It does. But he didn't want to. Hmm. Did your girls get involved in theater in high school? or? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, they did in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were at the middle school in Maryland, they always did a big play. Okay. And they, they were in it. And Bess enjoyed it a little bit more than Emma did. But... Um, my daughter yeah, didn't. School. She didn't. But your son did. My I remember those did. pictures and videos, and it was like a super flashback. He yeah. thoroughly loved it. Um, yeah. Does he still do anything? Well, uh, he did community theater after high school, and he loved that. But right now he's working and studying uh, at a trade school. Okay. So he's yeah. not doing anything like yeah. that right now. And when we first moved down here, he didn't know how long he was going to stay. So we went to the art center and he checked it out. Mm-hmm. They didn't have an audition coming up right away. But uh, I wished he would. Yeah. And it's so fun. I've told him. I used to do uh, extras only. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, if the guys listening, if, you, if you're in a major metropolitan area, you can sign up to extrasonly.com. There's a free version and a paid version. And they look for extras that's going to be in TV shows or movies. And so I did that. That's how I got on Graham. That's how I got on Leverage. Uh, but I tried to get Levi to sign up for it because there's a lot of stuff being filmed in Portland. Hmm. Lots of stuff being filmed in Portland. And there's always Portlandia. Yeah. Did you ever watch that show? No. <laughs> Apparently I don't listen to anything or watch anything. <laughs> well, I, Was Graham filmed, filmed in Portland? It was Is filmed in Portland. Okay. Uh, it was filmed in Portland. They're doing a spinoff of it now, but um, it was filmed in Portland. And the great thing about it being filmed in Portland, it it was based in Portland. It was about Portland, oh, okay. Oregon. Mm-hmm. So unlike Leverage, was filmed in Portland, but it was some East Coast town, I guess Boston or someplace like that. So they made it work. They do that a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't I didn't do any movies that were there. There was one TV show that. I did get requested to be on uh, librarians or something like that, but they wanted a week-long commitment. So were these usually just days that you would do for a show? Yeah, so like I was unemployed or they had something going on on the weekend or Mm 
<clears throat> maybe it was a show coming up, and I thought, I'm going to take vacation and go do a show. Yeah. It sounds so fun. Well, you don't make any money. But still, it's fun. Well, yeah, right? for a theater geek. Yeah, for people like us. Yeah, it was so fun. And, and I get down there, and these people would be complaining because you, you stand around a lot. You know, you're yeah. going to be there for 8, 10 to 12 hours, yeah. and you're standing But you know what you're around. getting yourself into. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. I guess they thought they're getting yourself into going to be on camera, going to meet all these famous people. No, you sit over here with the extras. Mm-hmm. Craft services is over here at this time. <laughs> you sit over here with the not stars. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Did they feed you, though? Oh, yeah. They did. Craft services was really, really good. I enjoyed craft services on Grimm much more than Leverage. They had a much better selection of food. Uh, Leverage was filmed inside, so I enjoyed that. But Graham was usually filmed outside at night because of the, Cause the, the topic the or topic or whatever, right? And I was always a Portland cop, so I always got to be able to dress warm. Oh, well, the most fun I had on that show was um, <clears throat> they uh, – I used to always want to be a stuntman. I just uh, – uh, Hooper. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. That TV show – not TV show, that movie – uh, Hooper with Burt Reynolds came out where he's a Hollywood stuntman in it and ever since then I wanted to be a Hollywood stuntman well this one night I'm filming Grimm they're putting me in this Portland police car and I actually have to pull up like 25 feet with my lights flashing but I gotta wait for the stunt to happen and the stunt is this guy jumping off the top of a building so I'm just geeking out I'm getting to watch this guy jump off the top of this building he did like three jumps cool. and they're filming it yeah. and it's one of those uh, he's, he's got a cable so it's slowing him down before he hits. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is so cool. I know, and I'm sitting there in this Portland police car just watching this. I'm like, yes, this is so cool. Well, then it comes time for me to do my little drive. And then, so basically, the guy jumps. He face plants on the, on the road in the, in the scene. He face plants on the road. He's dead. And uh, three Portland police cars pull up, and we jump out, and we just go look over the body and it's a shot from above so you can't tell who I am or nothing but anyways I'm pulling up and I'm totally going whoa 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 because <laughs> they won't let me run the siren you're doing your own sound effects <laughs> <laughs> I did and, uh, I'm like, whoa. well I mean it helped you get in character well I got to drive a cop car yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Scott was a police officer in Nashville when we first got married and um, I did a ride along with him once mm. It was so fun. Did you get to go high speed? Well, we didn't really get to go high speed, but one of um, our favorite stories to tell is how, like, he got a call to go somewhere, and I think it was, I mean, it it wasn't an emergency situation, and so he didn't have to go fast or turn on the lights, but I'm like, turn on the lights! Get the siren! We gotta get there! He's like, we don't have to be the first car on the scene. I'm like, no, yes we do, yes we do! It was a lot of fun. He let you ride up front, not in back, right? I did get to ride up front. Yeah. Okay, okay, because <laughs> that back seat is not comfortable. Hmm. How do you know about the back seat? I've been in it okay. twice. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't know about the back seat. Right. They're, they're really, really hard, and you got your hands behind you, and uh-huh. it's really close and tight. It's just, yeah. I'd recommend staying out of it. All right. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, just for future reference, if you're I ever thinking. That. Hey, what's a bucket list thing I need? Yeah, Don't put that on That's not it. No. Mm-hmm. That's not, not one of them. No. But that was a fun experience. I, uh, how long was he a police officer? Um, he was a police officer for two years in okay. Nashville. So did he get like a criminal justice degree? or? 
gosh, you're really testing my memory. His degree is in political science. How long have you been married? Oh, 26 years. <laughs> I should know these things. <laughs> small details yeah. about my husband I might need oh, to know. Political science, criminal justice. Mm-hmm. 26 years. Yeah, almost 27. It is October, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, mine would have been 27. This year? This month. Oh, this month. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Ours is January, so it'll be 27 in January. Where'd you get married? St. Paul's Church, right around the corner. Right over here? Right over there. Mm-hmm. The little white one? Yep, the little white one. Isn't that a cute little church? I love it. Yeah. Michelle Searcy took me in there once. Yeah. We were in high school. I'd said something about it, and I think she attended there. She did. Mm-hmm. And she's like, come on in. So yeah. you can just walk in? I guess at that time they didn't lock the door. It was like a Tuesday night. <laughs> and you so. just went in. Just yeah. went in and just sat there in the chapel, and I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is pretty cool. So, but just a few years ago. You still attend in there? No. Okay, Not okay. since we moved back. We're still getting settled in. You got back in March. I know. Wait, but you just bought but a house. Remember, it takes me a while. You're still underwater. I think I'm coming out of it, yeah. <laughs> um, but we just bought a house, yeah. So we just... Now we're still settling. So, so. where's your house? Um, off a of county road that <laughs> I don't know the number of. <laughs> I just know you turn near the old drive-in. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're heading to Etowah, do you take a left or right? You take a left. And you turn up over that road that curves around? Yes. Angela yeah. McNabb owns a house right at the top of that hill. Oh, really? Yep. She's getting it remodeled because that goes to the back side of the drive-in and the airport. Right. Yeah. That's where that's at. So, and you bought that, what, you just moved in, what, last week? week Yeah, like two weeks ago. Yeah. So you're probably still unpacking boxes. There are still some boxes, yes. (laughs) Yes. So how would you get this gig as the uh, uh, program director? Program coordinator. Coordinator. Yeah. Um, it just, it's really just been a sweet thing to get back involved with the art center. Um, it started with the play that we did in August to mm-hmm. kill a mockingbird. And then, I know I wanted um, to go to that. You should have come. I should have. Yeah. I want to take mom, but she awesome. didn't want to get out and about. And yeah. It was special to get to be part of that. It's been fun to get back involved with the community theater. And then it was just, um, the right timing and I was able to, Join them and work in their programs department. So uh, I know you said you're on a learning curve. Mm-hmm. What is program coordinator do? Well, we have. What's your day look like? What does my day look like? Well, first I come and do a podcast at the Beanery. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just there's a whole lot of programs that are offered there. Just things for children and adults. Seasonal classes of watercolor and pottery, and then we have special events like. Arts on the Side, which is, um, I think it's the second Tuesday of every month. See, look at me trying to remember. I'm looking at a calendar in my head. But just things where people will come in, like artists will come in and give talks, or we can do activities with them even. Or most recent one we had was Westland's Choir came and sang. And just well, one, I know they got the Black Box Theater thing the that goes box on. the Black Box is there, yep. We haven't. Um, plays in there and then concerts come there um, people will come in from out of town well they have pretty uh, I stopped in there and did a 365 
once. I oh, just you stopped did? in. Yeah, I mm-hmm. tried to message them, then I stopped in. They're kind of like, well, you're who? You're what? Okay. Yeah. I wish you'd have been there. <clears throat> we can come back and do another one. Uh, and I can we'll take you that. on a tour because we have exhibits for local artists. I mean, there is always something going on. Well, and there's a cute yeah. little gift shop in there. Yep, there is. And those are all local artists. And it's mm-hmm. free to walk in and art see market. the art gallery. Yep. It's free to walk in and buy the, and, and shop at, yep, the, uh, at the market. Yep, at the art market. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody was asking me on Facebook, didn't ask me, somebody on Facebook the other day wanted to know where they could take painting classes. That is a place you can take painting classes. And you can here at the Beanery. Right. Okay. I mm-hmm. did one here. Yeah. Oh, you did? I mm-hmm. did. Uh, I thought she had, a, not mine, I thought she had one of the paintings on the wall that I did. It was uh, It was so funny. I'm, Chris, <clears throat> I, I'm either the only guy or the only straight guy that shows up at these painting classes. <laughs> Uh, for you know at at coffee shops or wineries it's just the way it works but it's fun to learn new things like I've done that with our workshops and stuff I'm like I want to take this I have never done watercolor before or figure drawing or um, see and I was wanting to do those and they shifted my work schedule and I had to bail out of doing that I I was I signed up for the watercolor because I want to try this oh yeah Mm -hmm. and this was last fall or winter I signed up for the figure drawing Mm because that's one of the things I'm very poor at although I I do okay at painting. Right. When I'm trying to paint a face, I just get in symmetry, and I'm, I'm very poor at that. <clears throat> and I found out instead of going to an art school, one cheap way to do it on a time that fits my schedule is find these little painting classes. Right, yeah. And we have workshops that, like, you don't have to commit for weeks at a time. You could just come right and, one night or something. And that's that's one of the things I found there, and it's just a, it's a golden resource here in town that not a lot of people know about mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I, it blows me away it's like I talked to somebody the other day I went to the museum and I was telling them about going down here to the Living Heritage Museum and and the guy was asking me well, where's it at how do you not know where the Living Heritage Museum is I don't know I know it's a it's like a treasure right yeah and so when we would come visit and there would be plays going on or a concert I always loved it because we could go to them here and I just think it's really it's really cool that Athens can offer these kinds of opportunities and experiences for people. And it's not expensive. It, it is not expensive. No. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I mean, now if you're going to get like season tickets to the Black Box Theater, which is probably well worth the price. It is, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be expensive, but. But but it's still not. And it's just, and it's quality. It's talented people. Well, I, mean, I think Sounds of Summer, we've gotten some people yeah. from there. Yeah. Tim's gone up there, mm-hmm. heard some bands and some mm-hmm. musicians come in. He's like, hey, I want them down at Sounds of Summer. I just think it's awesome that Athens can bring that kind of talent in and that there's local talent, too. Right. You know, that we have that opportunity. Well, I was surprised at that when I moved back here. Mm-hmm. The amount of local talent that was here and the amount of free concerts Yeah. that are around this area. Don't miss out. Go to them. Well, mm-hmm. um, the... The Cuban restaurant across from the Living Heritage Museum. They have a concert every Friday night. Uh, they're Angela's. I was going to say, can we say the name? Yeah, I'll say the name. it's delicious. <laughs> I love the... i tell you what's really good. <laughs> is the Tres Leches. Haven't had that. It's a, uh, it means three milks. Okay. Somebody I don't know. It's a cake. It's a... I, I want to say it's... I don't know. I guess it's... Well, I guess Tres Leches is Mexican or Spanish or... So it's it's from that region but it's sitting in milk right it is so good and they make it there <laughs> oh yeah right yeah. so that's Everything a big thing for me good there. Mm-hmm. well i always ask that when i'm in there uh, do you have desserts mm-hmm. and do you make them 
Well, if you bought them, I can go buy. I can go buy a key lime pie. You know, I want to know what you made. Can you make your own key lime pie? I've never tried. Me either. So you don't know if you can make one? I probably can't. Why? Why are you so negative? Well, <laughs> oh, I just got called out for negative talk. Um, because baking is probably not one of my gifts. It's not. <laughs> See, and I, I'm not a baker. I'm not a baker either. Now I can make a. Maybe chocolate chip cookies. I can do pecan pie. I do that. Chocolate chip pecan pie. I did butterscotch. Mm. I put a layer of butterscotch chips, then put my pecan filling on top of it, and then bake it. Unless I do a bourbon pecan pie. Also a good choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The trick to that, you know, someone who loves bourbon, you think, put a lot in there. Don't. Probably not. Don't. I mean, you're not getting any alcohol uh, because you're baking it off, but the flavor is too strong. So don't don't put a lot in there. It's just, and that was the trick that I had. You ever had a vinegar pie? No. You should try that. I used apple cider vinegar and made this vinegar pie, and took it to a Thanksgiving that I was going to in the Northwest, and I wouldn't tell anybody what it was because I was afraid that I'll be like, well, yeah, people would walk away from it. Fun mm-hmm. vinegar pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hit that. Um, it tastes like a meringue. Oh, now that would be good. Tastes like a lemon meringue. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the meringue is the is the whipped topping. That's the whipped topping. Right. And that if it has a little bit of brown on top, it's perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. But, That's what my aunt Bessie used to make. <laughs> aunt Bessie. Aunt Bessie. But it, it's like the lemon pie. So mm-hmm. used to in the South because you couldn't get lemons. Right. Uh, they would do that. That's where I was going with the museum. The museum up here is uh, five dollars. You know, we were talking about the museum. I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I was amazed at the amount of people who never been to it. I know. It's a great museum. It is. They just opened the Battle of Athens exhibit. I saw that in the paper last night. You get the paper? Sometimes I pick it up. I don't have a subscription. Okay. I don't either. I don't either. I. But they sell it at stores. Sometimes I'll get it. Mm-hmm. Very few. But uh, I'm... I don't know what the local paper is going to do. Local paper as far as nationally. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to see them go because I do think they're very vital and important. But right. I also get people's got their phones. We pretty much have access to news all the time. Right. So mm-hmm. then you think, well, what, what, what could the local paper do? I don't know. I don't know. But it's fun to read it. It is. Mm-hmm. Do you ever play any of the games in there, like crosswords? No. Or Mm-mm. I never could get into. I never could get into crosswords. Me either. And I don't read obituaries unless I write them. <laughs> I loved the one you wrote for your dad. Did you like that? Mm-hmm. It was very you, but uh, it was a good story about him. I was worried. Mm-hmm. No, I loved it. Uh, I was worried that um, my aunts. Uh, would not appreciate it, but they did. They did. So um, I was worried about that. Mm-hmm. But um, back to the art center and everything to do around here. <clears throat> like you said, it's not that expensive. It's not, and there's just a lot of opportunities. It is, and I I always tell people the reason you think there's nothing to do is because you don't get out and do anything. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you go to work, you go to the store, you go home, and you sit in front of a TV and think, I wish I had something to do as you're changing the remote. But there are things out there. To right. Do. Mm-hmm. Even if you just want to do free things, uh, the Hiwasi, I uh, forget the, it's the, the forestry center or whatever it's called down there at the Hiwasi has uh, picking in the park. And they invite these musicians to come in down there on the yeah. Hiawassee River and just play music. And they'll do these uh, interpretive walks where you get to walk with a park ranger and go through the trails. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's all free. I mean, you're, well, you're paying for it but through your tax dollars. Right. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that. You, I haven't either. Not yet. Uh, I only got a few days free. And then when I have them, I'm usually busy doing farm work. You glad to be off the farm? Well. Or are you off the farm? Well, we are not living on the farm, but, um, you know, we still can participate in farm life. <laughs> Go chase cows. I do have a good, fun cow chasing story, but, or cow getting back in the fence story, but other people are also more skilled at that than I am. <laughs> Well, I, I like to take pictures of them. That's right. <laughs> Little baby calves. <laughs> oh, yeah. The babies are so sweet. I got 14 on the way. You do? Well. I love the little ones. They do. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess they're not yours. <laughs> You're not doing Mace that. has 14 on the way. <laughs> He's our bull. Aww. Yeah. Uh, I don't have that much land. and that's what's, So we're going to have to wean them fairly quickly and get them sold mm-hmm. before they start eating uh, grain and grass because they'll... They'll destroy us. This grass is not for you. No. It's not enough. There's not going to be enough for them. And, um, but we got enough hay to get through the winter. Got enough grain. I want to get some grain sometime in a little bit. But I'm learning a lot. Good. And I purposely it's always good to learn didn't things. learn when I first moved back because it was Dad's thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take it from him. Yeah. Now it's my thing. Mm-hmm. So um, what are you learning new? I'm learning a lot of new things. Yeah? Well, I told you I'm learning new things at the art center. Right. Just about um, different, because performing arts was always my thing, and I was just in awe of people that had that visual artistic talent. I'm like, oh, you're so talented at that, you know, painting or sculpture and all that kind of stuff. So it's fun to just learn about the supplies that you need for that and how things come together. That would be fun, and I need to get up there and hopefully I can get my life changed around a little bit and go up there and take some of those classes. Pottery was something I've always and been be interested in. And be in a play. And be in a play. What's the new one coming and up? to be in a play. <laughs> to be in a play. <laughs> well, the next auditions are um, in a couple of weeks, uh, second weekend in November, Legally Blonde. I saw that on the wall over oh, here. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's right behind me, isn't it? What's this about? What's What's Legally Blonde about? Well, it's the um, it's the stage version of the movie that Reese Witherspoon was okay. in. Okay. Yeah. Elle Woods goes to Harvard. Uh-huh. I don't think I ever saw it. You should be in a play. I should be in a play. <laughs> I should watch more Reese. That has been really fun to get to be involved in the community theater again. Did you do it when you were on your world adventures? So while we were on our world adventures, um, we didn't have community theaters that we were involved in but we would do things at church Uh like um, we had a little backyard Sunday school in the summer 
right. in Alabama, and it was really fun. Scott and I both did that. Now those were fun. And that was just so fun to be in all those skits and stuff. And then we did something with our church in Maryland called Expressions of Joy, which um, just kind of was a creation of a lot of really talented people that came together to and we would do different things like there was a theater component and dance and music and puppetry and just that sounds, so I helped out with that but so you that that does sound fun I I um I did that when we was in high school with our church oh yeah mm-hmm. well they had that total life encounter thing oh yeah mm-hmm. so I did the puppetry the clowns the skits I never sang uh, which I've thought about taking singing lessons you could also do that do what? Take singing lessons. At the art center? We should look into that. All yeah, because I don't know who else, who does it. But you know why I never sang? Why? Pat Summit. <laughs> that is not what you did not mean, Pat Summit. No. Nope, nope. you meant Pat Sutherland. Pat Sutherland, <laughs> not Pat Summit. Yeah, Pat Summit because she recruited Both you for basketball. Both intimidating. <laughs> Both intimidating women. Pat Sutherland's one ever sang. I, I didn't really do the. I loved being in the musicals, but I don't think she loved my singing. Well, you remember she had that rule that if you're going to try out for a musical, you had to do the audition. You had to audition right. singing. Had, exactly. So I auditioned for The Hobbit. This is the one I was thinking about. Right, and after my singing audition, she pulled me aside. I'd already been in class, and she pulled me aside. And she said, "So that rule." doesn't apply to you anymore. <laughs> Don't ever audition Don't singing for me again. Don't do it. And I'm like, okay. so then I got really self-conscious, and so now I don't yeah. sing. Uh, well, I do karaoke, but yeah. they're all drunk, so it doesn't matter when you do karaoke. You, you don't have to be a good singer. Matter. No. Just sing with joy. Right. It's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. The, uh, but that's why I never sing. Now, my son sings. Oh, does he? My daughter's got a beautiful voice. Because he never auditioned for Pat Sutherland. He never auditioned. He never did. Um, he was in choir in high school. He yeah. did. He did a few things. My daughter's got a beautiful voice, but she was never into the performing arts. Uh, mm-hmm. She was more sports oriented. So she's more tomboyish that way. Roller derby. She's a roller derby mm-hmm. girl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so fun watching her play for the yeah. first time. That was cool. That's what you were doing in September, right? Right. I had went to uh, Tacoma because my uh, cousin was getting married, so I went up there and did his wedding. And um, then we went to a Mariners game the next day. Oh, fun. Oh, it's a beautiful. Safeco Field is so beautiful. Wow. If you ever do yeah, travel I haven't west. Been, I've visited California, but I haven't been to Washington. Well, if you ever get out west, go to Seattle, or to Washington, Oregon. Seattle yeah. and Portland. Great towns, but you know you can go to Bend, Oregon, which is in central Was- Central Oregon. Beautiful high plains desert. It's beautiful there. Uh, I never got up to Leavenworth, which is uh, it's not completely central, but it is on the eastern side of the uh, Cascade Mountains. It's a little Bavarian type town, mm. so I never got up there. It was like a four-hour drive, and I just didn't feel like doing it. But Seattle was great. So anyways, I stayed there. We saw Mariners game. Went down to Portland. Hung out there with the kids for a little bit. And then got to watch my daughter skate roller derby. So That's so fun. 
Yeah. Have you ever been to a roller derby bout? No. Well, but watching our kids do what they're good at is fun. Is fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I was telling uh, Angela when Kaylee was first practicing before she was uh, a rostered skater. Mm-hmm. I'm at one of he and I are at one of her practices. This well before I moved back. And she's coming around the track, and she just has this look of determination on her face, mm-hmm. which I hadn't seen since she played softball. And I'm like, she's hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be here a time or two more. <laughs> she's Aww. hooked. Yeah. But, yeah. That's fun. It was fun watching her. She wanted to... How Did she, she... Which came first, her being interested in it, or you doing the announcing for it? Me. Out there? You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that happened... 17 years ago, when I first got interested, it was our 10-year wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went down to Portland for our anniversary. I think it was a Wednesday night. And um, went to Jake's Seafood in downtown Portland, this iconic little seafood place. and Had a nice meal. And I was looking at something to do after dinner. And, uh, Dante's, which is a bar down on 3rd and Burnside. I'm saying this like you know where all these places are. It's, and I'm nodding like, like I do too. You're just going right along with it. Oh, yeah. It's down on third and Burnside. At that time, there was a TV show, a reality TV show on called uh, uh, Rockstar Supernova. Dave Navarro had this, uh, had this TV show where rock stars were trying to make them come big. Well, one from Portland's name was Storm Large. Hmm. The Dante schedule that I looked at said that Storm Large was performing that night. And Rebecca and I had been following this Rockstar Supernova for a while, and we were a fan of Storm. So we're like, ah, this is great. So we go down there, and it's dead. We go down there for dinner, it's dead. And there's some guys up there, these three by five cards, reading into a microphone, doing a a comedy of some sort. (laughs) With their three by five cards. With their three by five cards. And I'm just sitting there going, oh my. God, this is horrible, but maybe, you know, once Storm comes out, it'll be better. Yeah. We got great seats. And um, then all of a sudden, these girls start walking in and carrying these big tubs. And they're laying this tarp down. And they're setting these tubs around. And they bring in this uh, this plastic kiddie pool. And they drop it. Look at the... Because I thought the tubs included, like, sound equipment. Yeah. thought this was the this roadies. Is, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So I look at the waitress, she come by, uh, and I said, um, what's going on here tonight? She said, oh, uh, the Portland Rose City Rollers is a roller derby team. They're doing a fundraiser here tonight. They're going to be jello wrestling. And so you can pay a dollar to watch these derby girls jello wrestle. Oh, okay. So I you know, looked at the wife, and I thought she's probably not interested in watching Right. Jello wrestling. Mm-hmm. I said, we can go someplace. She said, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> she said, you can go. I'm going to watch these girls jello wrestle. <laughs> okay. So All right. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm thinking, I think it's time to go. <laughs> well, no. She said, nope. She wanted to stay. She wanted to stay. And so uh, we stayed. And the next day, I go to my office. I'm like, Portland Rose City Rollers. And so I'm, this is before Facebook and all that. I, I Google them. Find their website. I subscribe to their newsletter. So it's called the Jam Line. Still remember that. So I subscribe to their newsletter and I start following them. And then um, all of a sudden they put out this call for a roller derby announcer. Perfect. But I'm like, I like talking on a microphone. So I email them. <laughs> I like to talk. 
Right. And so that's how I got into it. And my daughter was a teenager at the time. Did you have to audition for it? I went and sat down like this at a bar and uh, talked to this gal. Then they brought me in to meet Mike Checks, who was their head announcer. And um, then we sat down. It wasn't an audition per se, but we just sat down and uh, watched the role at every practice and just kind of talked through it. My main gig at the time, I wasn't the lead announcer. My main gig was to read the uh, advertisements and to do the raffle and to do, you know, intros and exits and stuff like that. That was my main gig. So you could do that. Right. Until I learned more about roller derby. And so that's what I did. I did that for a year. And at the time, I didn't realize they were the number one league in the world. Oh, they were? Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's cool. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And then That's fine. one guy one day was an announcer out of Seattle, was talking to me, and I just figured it was just a, I don't know. Not that I didn't know it was a big deal. I just didn't know it was a right, big deal. Right, that it was that big of a deal. Yeah. Right. And so he said, how did you get this gig? So I tell him that story. And uh, he says, you realize this is the largest league in the world of the fastest growing sport in the world, and you're an announcer for him? Yeah. No, I didn't realize that. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and then, that's a uh, story. I did that for one year and retired. Mm-hmm. You retired. To use Emma's word. Yep. And uh, got out of that. And then the divorce and all that took place. And I was looking for another outlet, something else to mm-hmm. do. And lo and behold, in my Facebook page pops up one day, there's roller derby in Vancouver. There's a team starting up. Oh. So I contact them. Mm-hmm. And they're already talking to some people about being announcers. And so I go down, come on down, meet us. We'll walk in to the skating rink, which is no longer there anymore. But I walk in there, and there's a micro bruiser from the Rose City Rollers. Oh, people that you knew yeah. from the other team? Yeah, they mm-hmm. had left the Rose City Rollers and had come down to this uh-huh. smaller league to help get this league started. And oh, I mean, they fine. were legends in roller derby. Well, they are legends in the yeah. derby. I know that now. I didn't mm-hmm. when I first met them. And um, they're like, lucky. <laughs> so then uh, the gal, Jabberjaw, that's her name, she comes up to me and she says, oh, you got the gig. They know you. They, they vouch for you. They know you. Yep. I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. You didn't have to sing for your audition. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. That and so thing. Kaylee, how she oh. got in, though, was yeah. – um, she told me she's looking at going back into softball. Mm-hmm. She needed a athletic venue as sport. And uh, I said, you were a fast pitch softball player. I don't think you're going to find a fast pitch league here in the area. It's going to be slow pitch, and you're going to hate it. I'm not telling you not to go do it. Right. I'm just put my just dad <laughs> prediction hat on. <laughs> my dad hat is telling me. Right. I said, just yeah. come to a rotary practice. Um, she's like, okay. So she went and she was like, you can seriously get me uh, yeah. an audition or whatever, yeah. a tryout. I said, yeah, I can get you a tryout. She couldn't skate. She could not skate. And uh, that's the thing about roller derby. If you could go in there not knowing how to skate, if you will stick with them, they will stick with you mm-hmm. and they'll teach you everything you need to know. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh. Yeah. So I loved it. But that's how I got into it. Let's see what Very we got going cool. on here. But um, 
Oh, they have a bout coming up. I'll have the last home bounce this weekend, and you're busy. The one in Chattanooga? Yeah. Yeah. You're busy. I think I saw that. I think you shared that on Facebook, didn't you? I did. I went and watched them play. Yep. So you can go to that on Saturday. You can come to the play either Thursday or Friday. Well, and I work Thursday options. and Friday night. So I'm going to come to the play. What time's the play? 7.30. Okay. Just get tickets from you? Yeah. All right. Come see me at the Art Center. All right. I'll have to come by there and get them. Yep. The, uh, for people who might listen, if I get this up before then, how much I are know, tickets? I I'm like, you're on a time crunch here, aren't you? Eh. Eh. Um, tickets are $15 for adults, $10 for students. And there's and no bad seat. students are anybody. Like, college students count oh, as students. Like a life student? When like count? a, well, if you are I'm a lifelong in learner. a learning institution, <laughs> it does not matter how old you are. Okay. Yeah. And it starts at 7.30, but at 7.10, live music starts. Beautiful singing. Who's the live music? Um, there are several people that are singing. You and don't so, know. Well, no, I know. No, I actually do know, but I'm going to not say names in case I leave someone out. That would make me sad. <laughs> I almost left my aunt's name out of the obituary. Yeah, don't do that. I never want to leave people out. So, But just trust me. It's beautiful music. Are you singing? I'm not one of the singers. <laughs> So therefore Again, I can it's say beautiful. it's beautiful music. Yes. Do the girls sing? Um, we do a lot of singing in the car and at home. There was a lot of singing musicals throughout the years. Levi would do that. He'd, uh, he'd sing musicals to me. Music, show tunes. Yeah, show tunes. That's what I meant. And I mentioned it one time. They're like, I didn't know your son was gay. Because he likes theater and he likes show tunes? No. Show tunes are just awesome. They're just awesome. He just loves them. Yeah. He just loves them. But yeah. I don't know. Hopefully he'll get back into it. Yeah. I hope he does. Yeah. But we all tend to circle back around. We you do. Did. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done it in a really long time. And so. you found your home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels I wonder if Craig's did anything like that. I don't know. Or at least art. Yeah, because he did um, drawing and didn't he do painting too? He did he draw. Did he did a lot of visual art. art. Yeah, he uh, did. He did some sculptures, and uh, I remember paintings because I took an art class with him my senior year. But yeah, I remember he did that too. I wish that we could have played that game because that could have been fun. It could have been fun. Mm-hmm. It could have been fun. Um, I've kept up with him. Well, most people I've kept up with has been through Facebook. Right, which is a really fun way to keep track of people and it is. see how people are doing. But you know what I hate is the notification that it's so-and-so's birthday today. Because then I feel like, oh, gosh, i got to say something to them. <laughs> and then if I don't. That's one of my favorite parts of it. Is what? <laughs> Just birthdays. Birthdays on Facebook rock. Well, and then I'm like, because you get to think about those people and when you when you shared life together in real life, because that's what I think about a lot. I'm like, oh, I miss that person's face in real life. Well, and, but and you I can do think about the time that you did get to have with them. But I feel like, like I go in there, say it's your birthday. I go in there, and there's like 200 birthday it's messages. It's my birthday today. I thought I saw that. 
Is it your birthday? Look at this notification. It's I have not. six. <laughs> I have six today. It's not. Um, now, I, and I feel like if I go in there and say happy birthday to you, because you're at 200 and I'm lost in the mix. And you're I just, not. No. I don't know. I don't put my birthday on there. Because I don't want to reply to 200 people, and I feel obligated <laughs> to reply to 200 people. And then inevitably, somebody like you that knows my birthday will come on there, and it knows I don't want my birthday on there. It's going to post some happy birthday and tag me in it. And tag then, you in it. Then I'll, I usually get like 50 people in, but <laughs> it's not I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you don't know my birthday. <laughs> I'm going to die if you guess it. <laughs> well, it is... It is the 22nd of something, and it's either June. How in the world did you do that? June 22nd? Yeah. Because um, I just remembered. How did you do that? Well, I guess I lied. I didn't die. You didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> but I am shocked. I don't know how I did that. Huh. I just did. Sympathetic magic, I guess. You talked about that on one of your... I'm bringing her back on. Podcasts. Are you? Did you listen to her? I did. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Uh, it was good. Yeah. Um, she's one of my most... Right now, she's the most downloaded one I got. She's got a huge network. Uh, as far as being in the pagan world, in the druid world. Mm-hmm. She's got a huge network. But I'm bringing her back on because... Oh, you know what? I didn't hear that one. I heard one where you mentioned that. With Kelly. Yes. Yeah. So, rewind. Okay. I will have to listen to that other one. Yeah. Because I did not hear that one. And I think it's the reason four. I remembered your birthday is it's the same as my sister's. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the truth comes out. The truth comes out. The, uh, see... The reason I'm bringing her back on is Halloween would be, for lack of, well, not lack of a better word, it's probably the right word, it's a high holy day for uh, oh, yeah. for the yeah, druid life. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and so they're actually holding a, uh, a ritual here in, here in town, hmm. uh, here in a weekend. I forgot what it's called. She'll kill me. But it's a, it's a ritual. Uh, it's going to be October 27th. It's going to be down here at the park. And they're holding a druid ritual down there. And it's the ritual, when I looked it up, is to honor our ancestors. So the ancestry is really big in the druid and pagan life. Those who's gone before, they want to bring honor and all that to them. So they're not going to be sacrificing goats and drinking human blood and putting virgins on the altar. I mean, it's not what everybody thinks about when they think of paganism or they think of... Uh, the Druid life. But, yeah, if you get a chance to listen to that one, because a lot of the things that you and I grew up with mm-hmm. has its history in Druidry. Uh, Interesting. Like, you ever heard those old sayings like, um, ever how high the cobwebs are built tells you about the winter or the woolly worms? Yeah. yeah. The worms. I remember that one. Yeah, that's all comes out of Druid life. Hmm. And even like our Christmas tree. I think I did know that. Yeah, that comes out of that. And so I'm going to bring her back on to talk about that and Halloween and see where it goes. I'll have to listen. I don't have to. It's, I'm not that interesting. 
I don't even know why you ex- decided to do this. I don't either. <laughs> I had so many interesting stories to share. So I did storytelling. What were you doing in forensics? Were you doing uh, one acts? Um, we did some one acts. Didn't you do that too? One I did acts, a few. Duets. Yeah, I did some duets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some solo ones too. Yeah. Did I, you do any of that? I did more of that at Carson Newman. Yeah. I did that. Because so. my favorite was we went to Carson Newman the one time I ever got to Washington, D.C. Uh, Carson Newman took me up there to George Mason University to mm-hmm. compete. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that was Yeah, fun. we also lived just right outside of D.C. for a while. So. I saw some of those pictures. Yeah, that I, was cool. I, uh, I'd like to go back to D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go to 8th and I, to the Marine Barracks there. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. Uh, I got a glimpse. I wasn't a Marine at the time, but uh-huh. I, I got a glimpse of uh, them uh, drilling. Yeah, we did that one summer night. They would. They did it at the um, Iwo Jima Memorial. Did you ever see the uh, silent drill team? I don't think I did. Oh, it's, it's where they're doing their drills, right? right? But they're, they're spinning not. spinning the rifles. I'm There's no voice commands. I they were with that one that we went to or not. Yeah. So I want to go see that. Yeah, you I, should definitely do that. I need to. I've seen the Iwo Jima Memorial, but that was at Paris Island. Mm, so, okay. Uh, I've never. I think we drove by it in mm-hmm, D.C. Mm-hmm. It's right it's by Arlington time. Cemetery. Right. I didn't get to go through there. Mm-hmm. I think that you would find that. Um, I think you would like being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I I, I don't really want to say enjoy, but it's just a powerful experience. I think you would like that. Right. I do, too. Um, although, I, it was weird. I went down to, what's this battlefield? Chickamauga. Oh, uh-huh. I had to leave. Mm, it was just I thought it was hard. Well, it was just an eerie feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you walk in there, and you know the history of this, and you know the sadness mm-hmm. and the... The destruction that it brought to this area for so many years mm-hmm. after the war and um, all the things that resulted from it. I just, I was like, I got to get out of here. And I, I don't know. And I, I don't get, maybe I do more than I'm getting older. Maybe I'm becoming more aware of woo-woo feelings. You know, maybe like woo-woo feelings is just when you start feeling like yeah. negative energy oh, or, hmm. I guess that's what I would have always yeah. called it. Mm-hmm. Do you believe much in stuff like that? Not really. I, I do and I don't. Uh, I, I do believe, as people of faith, you have the divine you mm-hmm. that I think is telling you and communicating with you and guiding you. Uh, I try to listen to that. It's like uh, when somebody tells me, well... I carried this book around for about an hour and I was debating about whether or not to get to this person. Get the book. Give it to that person. Trust the true you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, people don't. Act on it. Yeah. Act on those promptings. Mm-hmm. You should. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's like yesterday there was somebody on my mind off and on all day and uh, finally I just broke down and I'm just going to message them. Right. Like, reach out to them, text them, write them a letter in cursive. 
I do write in cursive. I know you do. Because <laughs> uh, you did that project for your letters, didn't you? Which I do a lot. Well, you do a lot of projects. But you had one project you were doing where you were... Um, weren't you, like, picking people to write letters to? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would write letters to different people. See what random things we learn about people on Facebook? We do. And you never know how much... A, a, attention someone's paying right and then they come up to you and they mention something to you and you're like how'd you know about that oh yeah oh yeah i'm public right the it's amazing when people don't write back oh yeah well see that's making me think about the fact that i got a really sweet letter from a friend recently and i'm like oh i want to write her back Mm -hmm. and i haven't yet yep write her back write her back Mm -hmm. well and i started using the uh dip pen Oh, like a, a calligraphy pen? Yeah, like, the, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing I liked about that ink is you can rub it. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it. It's like it embosses. Oh, it dries yeah. When it's thicker. dried, yeah. I like that. Um, and what I do, I meant to mention this earlier, when I ask if you saved your letters, I have an Evernote app. And so when I write a letter, I scan it with my Evernote app, and then I'll oh. tag it. So, like. The letters I've written my kids, I can go in there mm-hmm. and Levi, and there's all the letters I wrote Levi, Kaylee, here's the letters I wrote Kaylee. Uh, see, that's a good way to save it, and then you don't have papers that you're keeping up with. I don't have papers I'm keeping right. up with. And, and you have them organized already. Right, and they're already organized, and because I don't know if they're saving them. I don't know. Uh, and then when somebody writes me a letter, I do the same thing. Right. And that way I've got this correspondence. And if it's somebody, if, if there is a correspondence going back and forth mm-hmm. between, say, you and I are writing letters back and forth, I try to keep those together. Well, you wrote me one of the sweetest letters when I was in the war. Thank you. You're <laughs> so, welcome. Uh, <laughs> but I try to keep those. I wish I'd done it earlier. I've, I started writing my kids. They were in high school, maybe middle school. And so what I do is I get note cards. Or I'd write a letter and I'd just leave it on their bed. So I started doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, then that just progressed. Yeah. Who, who do you write? Well, I like to write friends from the different places where we've lived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad used to write me a letter every week when I was at college. Aw. As we were talking about this, I'm like, oh, I used to get letters from dad at college. Yeah, he was always good about writing letters. My great-grandmother would send me letters and... Well, that's back so, when we used to do it a lot. Right, yeah. And I would write them more then. So now I'm all inspired to get back into letter writing. I know. I went and had a bunch mm-hmm. of stationery printed up. And mm-hmm. I haven't used nearly any of it. but um, Yeah, I have like a whole box of different kinds of note cards and stationery. Well, I thought about giving some note cards printed up too because sometimes I just want to write a quick note mm-hmm. and then send that out or give it to somebody. My kids do tell me they get the letters. They love getting the letters. Everybody loves getting letters. Right. Yeah. I think there's something special that mm-hmm. somebody's touched this and mm-hmm. they've held on to it. And yeah. Even though I can have it digitally. Yeah, but there's just something about it coming through the mail. Right. Had to think about it. I had to think. Well, and that's mm-hmm. the other thing Take about writing a letter mm-hmm. versus an email or a text. I just bang that out and send right. it. Right. Yeah. It's impersonal somehow or another. But the letter's but very... The letter's very personal. Mm-hmm. It is. And then I try to personalize the envelope. Like I... Uh, there for a little bit, I do like a little watercolor flower on the bottom of the envelope. Then I 
I tried my hand at making my own wax stamp. Wow. It, it worked, but it's not as a... Uh, maybe I should contact... There's a buddy of mine that's got a machine shop. Maybe I should just have him carve me out a, a crest. <laughs> my crest to stamp on the back of my envelopes. Do hey, it. I know I've yeah. taken up a lot of your uh, time. This I'm, is fun, though. Oh, I appreciate you doing it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, uh, I'll try to, not going to try, I'm going to commit to being there Saturday. Um, and Sounds good. We'll see how it goes. I think you'll really enjoy it. I think I will. Mm. Is it black tie? It is not. It is not. Mm-mm. All right. Because I'll have to go buy a black tie. No. This is not a black tie affair. Everyone is welcome at the theater. Come in what you're comfortable in. Come in what you're comfortable yeah. in. Ladies and gentlemen, right. my friend Lauren Griffith. Thanks. True. 30 years and we're talking finally. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, yeah, we're back. We came back. We're yeah. back. We're back. How do people find you? <laughs> oh, um, well, we're back because I had to take a picture of the day. That's what I call it. Like um, several years ago, I had a friend who encouraged me to do a project 365, 365, yeah. where you take a picture a day for a year and you can post it on any kind of social media or anything. But um, she helped me. I just have a blog spot, just um, counting good gifts. I think I've seen this. Have you seen this? I usually post a link to it at Didn't the end of each blog? month. And I used to have, it was called Reflections on 40 when I first I started it. That was it. Well, I started it when I turned 40. And then I wanted to keep doing it because I just, I just look for a gift each day. Like, what has God put in my path that I can be thankful for each day? And it really helps when you think about positive things and just focus on blessings in your life. And so I did it for a year. And I loved it, so I kept doing it. And I'm like, uh, but I'm not 40 anymore. So then it was reflections on 40 plus, (laughs) plus some years. And I did it for about six years. And then I was like, wow, that is a lot of pictures of the day. And I took a break. And I missed it. I just missed just reflecting on God's goodness for each day. And so I started it back this year. Okay, so. And so what I did, so, but I didn't want to go back to the one that I'd had before uh-huh. because then there's going to be like a gap. Yeah. And I just... But it's still live. Reflections on 40s. Well, no. 40. So it's called Counting Good Gifts. Oh, that's now. called Counting Good mm-hmm. Gifts now. So now my new blog is called Counting Good Gifts. So your writings from Reflections on 40, are they still on counting? They're, they're there. They're there? Okay. And they're just pictures. Like oh. I don't write. Okay. I just take a picture each day and sometimes I'll write a little bit more about it if it was a story that I felt like I really wanted to elaborate on. But sometimes it's just a short caption. Just a short caption, Mm because the picture sometimes will tell its own story. And they're mostly for me, anyway, (laughs) to look back on. I don't don't have, like, a big giant following or anything like that. But I just love looking back on God's faithfulness. And so photography is the way I can do that. That's one of the things I like... um, I like about one of the features Facebook has uh, memories. Yeah, and it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of them aren't good memories. Nope. Some of them aren't, and some of them are like, ooh. I'm glad yeah. I'm not there. I, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, glad that's in the rearview mirror. Right, mm-hmm. and some of them are uh, are good memories, but yeah. Also, that's one of the things I like about journaling. Yeah, I wish I was better at journaling. I yeah. I go in phases. Yeah. Um, I have learned to keep my journals. Uh, I kept one for a long time, then. 
you know, just all the moves and stuff and throwing yeah. stuff away. It got thrown away. But now I've committed to keeping them because, mm-hmm. you know, I might get hit by a bus one day. Memento mori is that Latin phrase. Uh, you too will die is mm-hmm. what it means. It's a stoic philosophy. And so, you know, I try to live my life with that philosophy that, you know, Right. This could be it. Well, how do I treat somebody? Know. Yeah, how are you treating someone? How are you... How am I living my life? Mm-hmm. And so... And then my different reflections and stuff I put in those journals when I am in my journal writing phases. And then hopefully my kids will cherish them someday. Yeah, just like these pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just... Anyway. So do you have let a, me come back on. <laughs> do you have a subject that you... Besides, just, besides blessings, are you doing like... Children? Are you doing no, nature? Or it's just doing really whatever? just what really strikes me as just a good gift from God from that day. So, like, this was a good gift. It was fun. It was fun to chat with you. And well, a friend of mine's sometimes doing that. They're, sometimes it's like a changing season. You know, it's a right. beautiful tree that you walk by. Or, um, well, a friend of mine does a similar practice. He doesn't do uh, pictures, but he mm-hmm. he. Uh, on social media, he talks about something that he's thankful for yeah. two or three times a day. Yeah. He learned that through recovery. Really? Mm-hmm. He was going through a recovery yeah. effort. Uh, well, I guess they, they say you're always going through it. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so he does that. Uh, he's talking about how it's just really, really helped him deal with a lot of anxiety, helped him deal with a lot of anger issues. Uh, I was thinking about that anxiety thing the other day. Everybody's got it. Mm-hmm. It's just... Have we been taught how to deal with right. it and manage it? how do we it? deal with it, yeah. But gratitude really does make a difference. I can tell if I'm grumpy and complaining about things, everything kind of... I don't think I've ever known you to be grumpy. Well, I am sometimes grumpy. <laughs> but when I focus on gratitude and joy, it is a lot better. <laughs> it, it is. Because, yeah. uh, what was it, Zig Ziglar had that saying, uh, stinking thinking? Oh, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He'd always I mean, say it, that. It, it really matters what we're thinking about, so. It does. Uh, and that's what I, I somebody asked me, because I've, I've, I've come a long way. There was a period there where I was angry, I was depressed, I was mm-hmm. had a lot going on. And then when I finally said, you know, I, I got to quit this and started doing my reading and my journaling and started mm-hmm. focusing back on the things that I used to teach, the things that I used to know. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's start doing this stuff. Back to your point, mm-hmm. being, grateful, being grateful, finding those thankful yeah things to be thankful for so they find that at not reflections yeah well i mean that's the old one back when i was a young 40 year old look i have to look it up i don't even know what it's really what it's called i own my own domain and my family asked me uh what's your website it's scottabridwell.com seriously it's it's my name (laughs) mine is not my name i used to own just scott bridwell and then my mom would say what's your email address (laughs) It's Scott at Scott Riddle. It's Scott at Scott Riddle. It's countinggoodgifts.blogspot.com. There you go. Countinggoodgifts.blogspot.com. Anyway, it's just a fun way to keep track of all the good. Now, a friend of mine did a similar project. Mm -hmm. Um, She was uh, one photo a day Mm -hmm. for 365 days. Uh, she's, she was very reclusive type person, mm-hmm. very much an introvert. Mm-hmm. And she had a very nice camera. She's a, I guess she's a photographer, but that's not her thing. I mean, she's, it's not her job. Right, yeah. 
But this forced her to come out of her comfort zone, to go into downtown Portland, to just walk up to a stranger. I think, were you one of the people that she did one time? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I was. I remember you sharing about that, but. Yeah, and she, but she would write, she had like a series of questions. Oh, so so like she wrote and interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's easy for me just to snap a picture. And sometimes I have, you know, my real camera out, but. We've got our phones on us all the time. And the There's cameras camera. are so good. Camera's good. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know. The, uh, but, but that's what she did. She did yeah, that for a year. Yeah, that's a cool project, too. It was. And it's because this required her to go out, meet people, talk to them, interview them, right. find out something about them, sit down and write it. Yeah. And no, I can just snap a picture. Yeah. But it's a cool project. Yeah. I like finding things like that, mm-hmm. people. Go out and find something that find makes you something. happy. Find something. Yeah, it does. It brings me a lot of joy. Well, good. Yeah, so... All right. Thanks for coming back on. Thanks.